0: Hi, I'm Phil Trethaway.
1: Hi, I'm Serena Joel.
0: You're listening to the Creativity Speaks podcast, where Serena and I explore the stories of Sacramento's creative community. Serena has produced and marketed some of your favorite Sacramento events.
1: And Phil is the co-founder of Creativity Plus and creative director of Position Interactive, a digital design agency. Each season of Creativity Speaks focuses on a different theme. This quarter, we are focusing on the theme of community.
0: Thanks for listening. We hope these discussions are enlightening, inspiring, and spark a few conversations in your home and your workplace.
1: If you're interested in being a sponsor of this podcast, email us at plus that's P-L-U-S, sacramento, at gmail.com.
0: Our guest, Amanda Sanchez, has a speech impediment. If you've been to a Design Week event, you've heard Amanda bravely work through it before. We've only lightly edited for time.
1: Welcome to another episode of Creativity Speaks. Today, we're joined by Amanda Sanchez. Amanda is an independent graphic designer in Sacramento and serves as the co-director of Design Sacramento with the mission of connecting, engaging, celebrating, and supporting our local creatives through workshops, lectures, design tours, networking events, dialogues, and resources. Simply put, her goal is to bring designers and creatives together to create a sense of community. Amanda, welcome to Creativity Speaks. I want to kind of just jump right into this. 2020 was a crazy year, and we're still waiting to see what 2021 has in store for all of us. And we've seen multiple industries that have been impacted, but I want to hear more about what in 2020 had the greatest impact on you, and how did that change the direction of Design Sacramento?
2: Sure. So... (laughs) So Design Sacramento initially started as Design Week Sacramento, which was an annual event. It started as a one-time design week that we held in Sacramento in 2019. And our goal was just to do the one design week and to see how that went and take it from there. And then during that design week, we were asked a lot about starting a community and how we could continue our programming throughout the year. And so after Design Week ended in May of 2018, we took a little break and then started offering programming through different series, Woman, tech, business, and youth. We had a tech event in February of 2020, and we're um, getting ready to host another event in March. And then this small little thing called a pandemic took place and uh, forever changed. I think I wouldn't going to say it forever changed our uh, community as when most things, especially anything financially hits. For whatever reason, the creative departments are usually the first ones cut or the first ones to go. Projects are stopped almost immediately. And we saw that really happening in our community. And so we Switched it up from just kind of hosting fun events and trying to get the community together. We felt like we did that, and then we really saw ourselves as being a resource for that community. We launched a designer directory on our website that we invited the community to submit their profiles for for the directory, and then we featured them on our social media account. And so we had, we were working with that and figuring out other ways that we could be a resource. And then we all watched what happened to George Floyd. And that, I think more than anything, really affected us. Um, as a person, I was deeply pissed and hurt by watching that. And when I saw what had happened, um, I initially internalized everything and was thinking about what I could do to help and how I could be of help. And I felt kind of the same way I felt in 2016, when I saw Trump get elected as president. And I initially, or just immediately started working on different design projects and entering design competitions for posters for the women's marches and Really just thinking about how I could use my creativity to get through that feeling I had. And so I felt that same way with George Floyd and what happened to him and countless uh, other people. And I brought it up actually to Monica, who's our communications chair, about what we should do about it. Because I didn't want to not do anything, especially... Since I know that the design and creative community is responsible for a lot of how black people and people of color are are perceived. And we actually like it's kind of a crazy how it all worked out, but we initially were like, Well, let's, you know, let's start featuring, let's start thinking of who we can partner with and start featuring different voices on our social media. And then we looked at the design network in Sacramento and we were like, oh shoot, Uh, we should probably start there, (laughs) see what we can do. And it was right around that time that ISIS Dallas um, had posted an article on Fast Company about what the design and media fields could do about changing the perception um, of Black people in America. And that article provided a lot of groundwork for us on how we can commit to change. And, and we had ICE
0: on just a little while back.
2: I just. It was a fantastic uh, conversation. Yeah, I just uh, listened to that podcast, which helped me <laughs> bring back a lot of those same feelings I had when I first uh, read that article. And I read it several times, um, cried, think, every single one of them. And then I reached out to her and I um, said, I really loved what you wrote. And I would really like to talk to you about how we can work together on... Um, making change. So our uh, group got together, our group of volunteers at Design Sacramento got together and decided to host a design dialogues event uh, where we invited the local com- uh, uh, community to get together and just talk. It wasn't a workshop, it wasn't a panel, it was, it was a conversation. That's all that we wanted to do was just have a conversation.
0: Well like so creating we, space is important.
2: Yeah, it is. Uh, then we were like, well, who do we ask to be a part of this? Obviously, we, we wanted uh, 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 ISIS to be a part of it. So she helped us with forming our questions and really just her article itself provided so much groundwork for us. I just threw some questions out at her and we went back and forth on that. And then uh, one of our volunteers, Kimberly, had the idea to invite all the local creative uh, community that we have to join us. So we asked a uh, Creativity Plus to join Creative Mornings, SAC Ad Club, Desco, the Roseville UX group. And I believe that was, it, i think so we had one representative from each group join us uh, and they led the breakout rooms where we just talked about what we could do because we didn't know where else we should we didn't know how to start
1: such and a- what did you learn from that what did you guys see a uh, need for in the design community
2: uh the biggest thing we saw was education Providing access and awareness to different fields of design. Um, So teaching design courses, hosting, you know, one of our thoughts we have is to host a virtual career fair where it's like all creative jobs that we could share with different schools. Or showing, you know, kids that are already building like YouTube channels and all the stuff I never even dreamed that would happen as a child and showing them how they can use a a design and marketing to help build uh, their portfolio and market themselves. Um, And really just creating a pathway for kids and hoping, you know, that, that in a place would get more kids to, um, apply for more design programs at school and hope to open and uh, diversify our uh, design community in Sacramento. Because we saw from the very, we really started to look at this, how, why our design uh, co- uh, community is here. And um, I really wanted to be a part of making that better.
0: There's a challenge in getting that funnel going right that funnel and that bringing it so what's interesting to me is as a here like you started design week to you know to just to bring people together to make connections to you know have fun and you know give you okay. some jobs and all that good stuff which is super important stuff and it's very good for you know a thriving community to have those things but as George floyd happened and you dug deeper you've it seems like you're you're taking community to another level here right you're, you're expanding it and broadening it
2: well, you know, we sat down and I asked everyone, I asked our group and I asked our board and our volunteers, are you on board, no pun intended, are you on board for really being a voice because we can uh, continue as what we were doing or we can really take this opportunity to, um, to move things forward and I didn't want to just continue what we were doing. While I think it's important and we still plan on having those events, I do think we also need to take responsibility too. And everyone was on board. Everyone was like, let's do what we can, let's move forward, let's help push things along. So I was like, sweet, because I was going to do it anyway. So cool. Um, so we did that and we have an education chair now, Kit Garvey, who's amazing and has been working with square root academy and scholars playground on hosting uh, design courses on their platform because that was the one thing that i think was important to us too is we didn't really have that audience we are you know we're really more geared towards emerging uh, designers and then people like Phil who've been doing this for way too long uh so we were <laughs>
0: kind <knew> of you out
2: <laughs> uh, that's been our focus for a long time and so we didn't know where to start with reaching youth and our goal was we are a community and we're we have such a focus on that so why not instead of starting our own thing why not work with a local uh, a community group that's already been doing this and so it's been a really great we've had a great partnership with them and we're also teaching some courses uh we have a course we're planning with the sacramento history a museum too that will start in january so we're doing really good with that we're hoping to expand more but for right now we are doing what we can. And so we have, we had that going on. And then we also wanted to see a lot of what we heard from the design dialogues event was how to improve the workforce that we currently have here. How, you know, to help the designers that have been impacted by COVID to offer emerging uh, uh, designers uh, uh, a more equitable opportunities, and just to really improve the design community here. So that's when we applied for that COVID-19 Relief Fund grant from the City of Sacramento.
0: So I've heard another program's come out of here, the Resilient Designer Program. Can you tell us what that is and what it's trying to do?
2: Yes, that was the grant funded program from the City of Sacramento to help support impacted uh, uh, designers. Um, So they get to be included in our uh, designer uh, directory that's available to the public. So anyone who's looking to hire somebody or needs a designer for a project can go there. there also be a job board available to the participants. They get a free professional
1: headshot and then three uh, 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 design and business courses. So I think it's amazing that you're bringing all these designers together. And I kind of think about it as somebody who's always looking for designers. There's never like one place to go and find them, really, until Design Sacramento came about, right? So why do you think it was so important to create Design Sacramento? And then why do designers need their own specific community?
2: That's a good question. I think, you know, really what Design Sacramento came out of was just creating something that we wanted to see ourselves we wanted to have a design community here and when i first initially had started it i was working from home i'm a stay-at-home mom in the burbs and thought that i was missing out on this whole uh community that was happening in downtown and midtown and then when i finally started um I had initially uh, pitched this at my first Creative uh, Mornings event, which now I'm told is really crazy, but I did it and it's fine um, it, and it worked out, so I'm good. But I pitched it there and a couple of people signed up to volunteer and then as we were just, you know, we really just wanted to host a Get a Design Week and then as things progressed and we saw how much th- this was needed, then we really thought about how we could create a community and I think it is needed in Sacramento because so many designers feel like they have to leave here to find work. I remember when I first started and I was looking at the AIGA SF directory to see if I knew anyone from Sacramento here or that was on there and I saw a few uh, designers who I knew lived and worked here, but have their businesses uh, all listed as being in the Bay area because they wanted, they felt like they could get more work that way. Or uh, people I knew that had left to go to the Bay area or go down uh, to LA to really get work. And also as a, a designer who'd worked with clients who thought they could just go on Fiverr or whatever other weird (laughs) website there is for that kind of work, they didn't even know of who worked here in Sacramento. I mean, when I was looking for design businesses to partner with, I really just uh, relied on a a Google search because I didn't know anyone here when I first, I mean, I knew people in Sacramento, but I didn't know the design uh, community here in Sacramento. So I really had to do a lot of work. And I don't feel like it should be that hard to hire someone uh, uh, to work on a project.
0: Yeah, I think community does a lot of things there. It you know, brings us designers together to have a sense of pride and and to understand who's out there and also help people find us on both ways. It is such a super basic level, but the city was lacking that for quite a while. So you started this basically from nothing. and. You just went to an event had a crazy idea might have had too much wine the night before who knows and what advice do you have for people who are going to start something from nothing what did you learn
2: um well i think it's best to not have any previous experience doing it um (laughs) to be honest because had I known what was going to be involved with hosting a design week, I would have n- not never done it. Um, no, I'm getting. I think is to there's somebody here who can help you. That's where I would begin with. Get people on your team. I, you know, again, I didn't know what I was doing, and through the w- wonderful world of Instagram. Advertising. Um, Lauren, who is our co-chair, joined us as a volunteer, and she actually knew what she was doing, which was helpful. And so she has become one of my best friends, It has been such a big help uh, for me. And I think just really finding people. I mean, I met Phil, who had done a lot of this work previously too through uh, Metro Edge and the emerge. A summit and a creativity plus. And so I just found my people, I guess. And um, I think putting yourself out there is hard, but you have to do it. It's just part of the deal. So I think if you're going to start something from nothing, find someone who knows how to do something and can help you. And then put yourself out there, attend all of the networking events that you don't want to go to and just really do that
0: <laughs> that's that great that's great advice because really that's it's that personal drive to get some things done and to be willing to step out of comfort zone it's very interesting i was at a metro edge emerge event where they feature a few young professionals of the year, and they were asking us like what makes you different what, what what did you do that was so different that we all should be doing and i never didn't think of the answer but it just came out of my mouth we all did things that no one gave us permission to do. I think we all wait way too long for permission, for the right Thank circumstances, you. and no one's going to give you permission to start Design Week Sacramento. No one's going to say, oh, hey, Amanda, you know what? You're so well qualified. You should start <laughs> Design Sacramento. <laughs> hey, Amanda, you know all the right people. You should start Design Week Sacramento. But oh. I am. I guarantee you, people before you have thought about starting Design Week Sacramento. They've, people have thought of it. They just didn't, mm-hmm. didn't actually do it. And they may possibly have been better qualified technically than you were.
2: Well, I was not qualified. I was a first year uh, designer. I had, um, once again, was a stay-at-home mom with two small children. Um, and I didn't know a soul. Like everyone I asked if, you know, talked about starting it. they were uh, The first thing they asked me is, who is this with? Like, Who's funding this? Who's this through? And I'm like,
0: who's endorsed you? Who's given uh, you the authority to do this?
2: Yeah, me and myself and my (laughs) small little team of volunteers. And then I realized, or, you know, is this a three IGA? And it's like, well, no, we weren't cool enough to hang out with them. So, no, it's not through them. It's not through anyone else. It's through us. But I mean, it changed uh, my life for for sure. So I think, um, you know, and it's still, I still have to push uh, myself to do it. And, you know, I like, we're all volunteers. We really don't get paid from this. I do, you know, get fees from grants if that, if we apply for those, but on a, I'm not paid on a monthly basis. It's, we're just doing this because uh, we really think it's uh, needed here. But if you like, if you don't push yourself to do it, you're not going to do it. So it's not going to be,
0: easy yeah the qualifier i was i'm I'm basically premise i'm putting out there is that gumption is your qualifier you know like you weren't qualified to do this but you just were willing to do it therefore you're qualified to do this and you're the best person to start design in sacramento that's why you're the best person because you're willing to do it
2: yeah i had uh, mentioned it to a few different people in the design uh, community that i wanted to start this and they're like just don't do it It's going to be hard, and no one's going to come to your events. And it's been tried, and it didn't work out. And like, well, when was the last tried? I don't know. Okay, well then, (laughs) uh, all right. And I, so I think it was just that dumb, like not dumb, but just totally naive to how much work it would be. And then I just completely fell in love with it, and I found myself constantly thinking about different ways we could improve it. And I knew then that that was what I was meant to be. I don't want to sound like that, but it was true. It's really what I was meant to do. And I think my design career path is what brought me here, but I do think this is what I was meant uh, to be doing.
1: You know, you have such optimism and you seem so like confident in yourself. What has been your biggest inspiration or mentor?
2: I would say when I first was going, when I was going to school for uh, uh, design, I started an internship at Food Literacy uh, literacy Center um, with Amber Stott. And she's been a really big inspiration for me I watched her work with the Sacramento Food Film Festival and I saw how much she just cared about her work and what she was doing Um, so she's been a big inspiration for me and I'm not just saying this because I'm on his podcast but when I first started doing this everyone said I had to talk to Phil and I was like who is this weird Phil guy that everyone keeps telling me to talk to (laughs) And then I, for whatever reason, did not want to, like, I was too, like, weirded out to reach out to him. So he actually reached out to me to have coffee. And then he's, uh, since then, has been a big inspiration for me. I would say, and, you know, I really, like, backtrack here. I mean, I got the idea for this from uh, 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 design week portland and so kate Binghamber and the people there that are putting that together are a huge uh, 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 inspiration for me well
0: thank you uh i owe you 20 bucks
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, no really appreciate the kind words i know how much work it goes into these things and i've you know just appreciate you doing this for the design community taking the time out of your life you know away from your kids and your family and your personal business it, it takes a big sacrifice to do community events like this and to create organizations and people always think we have all the answers it's so funny like oh phil how do we do this I'm like i don't know let's just do it let's just figure something out it's so funny howard comes in thinking we have all the answers and it's like well we're just kind of making now we're making stuff up but we're just doing our best right and that's all we can ask for from us and our volunteers
2: Yeah, I get asked a lot uh, for advice on how to start a community or how to network. And I've uh, been asked to be a mentor a couple of times. And I'm just like, don't ask me. I don't know. I'm doing this like as I go. I mean, I'm happy to help but I cannot say that my way or my path is the right way because it just, it worked out for me.
0: So you put a lot of work into all this and it's not easy work. I appreciate what you do. When do you feel most fulfilled when you're working on this stuff?
2: Um, When it started, when we started Design Week in May, 2019, uh, a lot of what we heard was, thank you for creating this space. Thank you for offering community. Um, You know, I found my people, like I said earlier, and I'm really glad I have this uh, community. And then as we hosted more events, that moved more into, I found a job through going to your events. I've started to work with, I've started to collaborate with other people. So it's that kind of stuff. Or, you know, just people to... uh, Uh, designers who want to work together on a project or anything like that that came out of coming to our events is probably the biggest thing that pushes me forward. And now that I can clearly see the results of working with the impacted uh, designers or, you know, um, the programming we're doing with the youth, with the kids, um, we just started that. So I haven't seen a lot of results from that yet, but I'm looking forward to seeing how that helps shape our community. And just keeping to move forward, I do not like to do the same thing for a very long time. So I always like to kind of change things up. And so doing the same nonprofit, but helping expand that and pushing it forward and not just being
1: content being in the same place. That's awesome. One of the questions we've been asking everybody, as we wrap up today's episode is what does the Sacramento design community need? What do you think the designers need the creative community needs money <laughs> i'm going with
2: money i think as much as we hate to say it it really does have such an impact on us and who we are as people and i think um if we could get everyone in our design community at least one project per month or to find a job with an employer that treats them well and pays them well i mean i hope to always be a resource as a community but i would love to just help people get money and get paid and be able to do what they want to do and pursue their creative projects and what makes them happy
0: yeah well the more creatives we have living a vibrant you know healthy staying life then I think our community's better. I think our, our you know, as oh, sure. economy grows, our city gets better known, and it's a win-win all around.
2: I can say that um, the vibe from last year to this year has been very different. I can feel the impact just at our events and talking to people. I feel uh, the impact of COVID-19 and how it's uh, uh, disrupted our economy and our community.
0: We appreciate people like you still, you know, doing the hard work of creating community in these hard times. It's hard. It's not easy to do it virtually. It was so much easier to install in person. So thank you for the work you do.
1: Oh, well, thank you. Thanks for joining us today. This podcast would not be possible without our sponsors, Page Design Group, Position Interactive, Porter Co. and Capital Area Development Authority. Our technical producers are Johnny Flores and Kate Gonzalez.
0: This podcast is a program of Creativity Plus and recorded from the safety of our homes in beautiful Sacramento, California. Our programming is made possible by a wonderful team of volunteers. Please be sure to rate and review the show. To learn more about Creativity Plus, please visit convenethecreatives.org. And thank you for listening to the Creativity Speaks podcast.